0: welcome to dynasty theory your source for everything dynasty fantasy football with your host john bauer I'm
1: looking to sell everybody price dependent
0: dan Lamagna.
1: too
2: much
0: dysfunction in cleveland and mitch Sorensen. well it's
2: hard to compete with excellence welcome
1: back to another episode of dynasty theory a proud member of the ross tucker football podcast network I'm your host, John Bauer. You can find me on Twitter at the Bauer Club. And we are here tonight with a special late night episode of Dynasty Theory following the Tuesday night football game. I am joined by Dan LaMagna. that is at FF Coach Dan on Twitter. What's going on, Dan?
0: Gentlemen, this was a hard week for me. Like it wasn't like if it wasn't hard enough for all of us to start with, with you know, these games being on again, off again, on again, off again, and you know, the the roster management we had. Dax injury boys, it got me right here. But uh, I know you guys are going to get me through this, so let's let's do our thing. And obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about that and the Dynasty implications and what we're looking to do
1: pretty much in every scenario possible. Whatever your lineup looks like, whatever situation you're in in your league, we're going to be touching on that tonight. And we're also joined by Mitch Sorensen. That's at DinoMC on Twitter. What's up, Mitch?
2: What's up, guys? I mean, it's really late. It's eight o'clock here. I normally go to bed in 45 minutes, so we're going to try to push through it for the listeners. And I apologize, and, and you guys can boo me. I, I can take
1: some heat in the chat. I fell asleep a little bit before halftime. I just woke up. I'm still still a little groggy, and I know I'm going to be awake all night. But I'm ready to rock and roll tonight. And hopefully, we won't get too heated. You know, it, it's good that I just woke up. I think you guys won't have to hear me yell at you too much. I'll just be sitting here.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: We get we get, we get mellow, John Bauer tonight. Right. Right. Yeah, we'll, get see. The, we'll see. I have to get the goo out of my eyes here. I'm trying to wake <laughs> up before we get into the Dak talk, because again, this is, it's such an interesting situation we are going to get there and we're going to spend a lot of time on it. Mitch, you wanted to talk about some quarterbacks with question marks surrounding them after week five. And I'm going to let you drive this because I really don't know where you want to go with
2: this. Yeah. So the big reason why I want to bring it up because we're going to talk about Dak and the injuries and who to trade Dak for and all these other things. But there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now that people had as their super flex quarterbacks and five weeks into the season. I mean, they might not have those quarterbacks anymore. We have Dwayne Haskins is going to be traded at any moment in Washington. Sam Darnold in the jets. You pretty much can't play him right now. Minus Um,
1: Lev Bell because he was just released.
2: He was. Yeah. And then Phillip rivers is so bad that Jonathan Taylor now sucks for the Colts um denver broncos drew lock is like the shining beacon and if that's your shining beacon for your quarterback coming back i mean that's a huge issue and then john how many leagues did you lose this week because jimmy garoppolo is jimmy garoppolo this is a really bad week for me and here let me pull up i
1: i'm a, probably around 30 percent roster ship and you messaged me the other day and you said John, how do you have so many shares of Jimmy Garoppolo strictly because of variance? You shouldn't have him on this many lineups and rosters, but he was just so cheap in startups. He was going around that quarterback 20 price. So the way I maneuver around the draft, he fell to me in several situations. And I was thrilled to have him as what I saw as a reliable and trusty quarterback too. And he's putting up negative points. And it was just, it was heartbreaking because so many leagues I had Matt Ryan, he laid an egg, but he still did better than Jimmy Garoppolo, who was negative in a lot of leagues, depending on where your interceptions, whether it was minus four, minus two, whatever it is. But it was a rough week, and yeah, the the quarterback landscape, if you didn't go quarterback early and heavy with the Mahomes, I mean Dak before the injury, Kyler. Russ, Josh Allen, you know, and and that, Dan, we've talked about that. That's something that you like to do, always secure one of those quarterbacks. But it's going to be very interesting with this quarterback landscape. So many question marks. What are your thoughts there, Dan?
0: Yeah, you know, Mitch puts it in perspective. You know, we're dealing with the DAC news, but there's so many other variables you know, so hey, great. I got it. Dak as a QB one, but then like you, John, there were I have three leagues I'm looking at here where I had Jimmy Garoppolo, where you know, and Kyle Shanahan we trust, and you know I think we're holding our breath here, hoping it's just that ankle injury and, and time off, and he, he does bounce back, but it does leave us with with uh, some concern, you know, in Dynasty. If you're you know Haskins believer of, out of Ohio State, he's been relegated to like fourth string right now and is on the trade. the chopping block pretty much drew lock we're hoping comes back healthy philip rivers just has a wet noodle guys like i'm like just two years in a row i just can't watch him throw anymore and the jets are the jets poor sam darnold uh you know you have any of those guys you're you're definitely uh at risk and hopefully working the trade wires best you can
2: we'd even bring up like daniel jones who's been awful as well carson wentz is barely playable too i mean it's that quarterback landscape is drying up pretty quick when you get out of the top 20 guys right now.
0: Hey, don't forget your boy Gardner Minshew.
2: Gardner Minshew as well? Yeah, right. I mean.
1: But in, in most formats, as long as it's not the heavy negative points for interceptions or if you, the incompletions, Carson Wentz has been, you can still start him. I just think he's not meeting the preseason expectations we all had for
2: him. So this could lead us into the Dak talk because Dak was a quarterback who was winning you. And he was the reason why you were a contender. He was winning you games. A lot of these guys aren't it. With the Cowboys losing Dak, now that's that one more quarterback that teams aren't winning solely because anymore. And there's only six or seven of those guys in the league right now. And so losing that, that's going to hit some contenders really hard in ways that people really aren't even looking at right now. And this right is the, there.
1: right there. I yeah. know,
2: right? Yeah, and this
1: is going to ah. be the perfect situation, the, the perfect time to segue into the DAC talk. So you're talking about quarterbacks winning you games, average points per game. Russell Wilson, 30, Mahomes, 27, Dak, 27, Kyler, 27, Josh Allen, 30. And then you see Aaron Rodgers, 25. And then you see that dip into the 20s, 1918. So there is that, that drop there. And then Justin Herbert, you know, he's around 23. But now you're losing one of those pieces that people were really relying on. And I had a tweet. I put that out there. And I said, this Dak Prescott injury has so many more immediate implications in Superflex and two quarterback leagues and interesting conversations and dynamics to talk about than the Saquon Barkley injury. And what I mean by that, obviously the Saquon Barkley injury, a huge injury, but what he went down in week two, right? Week two, week three. And up to that point, just for this season, he was putting up replacement level numbers. If you have Devontae Freeman, I I know the schedule is a little bit different, so I'm not comparing them skill-wise. Don't misconstrue that whatsoever. But now if you put Devontae Freeman in your lineup, you're not missing Saquon Barkley in terms of what you were getting at the start of the season. But now you have to find a way to pick up almost 30 points per game in most formats by missing Dak Prescott, and that's going to be a big hit. So what we want to talk about, we're going to talk about if you're a contender and you have Dak Prescott, if you're a contender and don't have him, if you're a rebuild and have him, or if you're in a rebuild and you don't have him, So, we're going to cover Every situation under the sun. And Dan, you're like, JB, we need to try to keep this around an hour. We, we, we can't be going on for two hours here tonight. And I said, <laughs> guys, I know the show notes are long, but a lot of those are just my talking points. So we'll get through these. Don't worry. And you know that I keep things short. I don't like to get long winded with my responses, right? <laughs> right. No comment. <laughs> As we're going here, I'm waking up, though. I'm waking up. I, I was so excited. I wanted to do this episode last night. I really did. I was so excited to talk about this because. The injury, it's awful, and I have a few shares of Dak. Dan, we're going to get to you in a second because you're 83%. You have Dak on 83% of your rosters. So an injury like this, you can tell our listeners exactly how to navigate in different situations. But I was excited to talk about this because as the dust is settling, we have to get back to the fantasy football aspect. That's what we're here to talk about. So while the injury is terrible, it's exciting to talk about the impact and the strategy around it. And that's kind of what excites me with an episode like this. Unfortunately, it's the situation surrounding it that kind of brings us back down. And we're not quite at Dan's level. I'm surprised Dak is still standing behind you, Dan. Mitch made a comment before the show. Does he have bandages? Is he okay? But Dan, I'm going to turn it over to you. This is your portion of the show. You have 83% Dak roster ship. How are you navigating around this? And you can go in any direction you want here, depending on your team makeup and your your roster
0: construction. So what are you looking at here? Yeah, I've been hit fast and hard with Dak this week between trade offers, you know, roster management, you know, looking ahead to next week. Uh, you know, I am that guy Mitch talked about in a few different ways. Whether it was Dak was just carrying a team on his own or I was dominating a few leagues because I was fortunate enough to have Dak and Cam, Dak and Russ, Dak and whoever. And now it's like, whoa, I got I to gotta revisit everything. And the two weeks prior, you guys know, I mean, I was, I was pretty hot. I was getting 88% win rates out of my dynasty teams. And this week I came down to earth a little bit. Cam was out with the, the COVID. And then Dak obviously, you know, leaves the game early. 83% roster shares of Dak. As I evaluate this now, 50% of those leagues I have Dalton. All right, so I think I'm going to be able to fall back on Dalton and be okay still in leagues where I was lucky enough to have them. Some leagues, guys just didn't want to trade them, but, you know, I, I couldn't get them at a, what I thought was a fair value. Maybe I should have gave a little more in hindsight. Um, I have 58% of Cam Newton shares. that I just bring that up because, you know, we talk about super flex and trying to have two strong quarterbacks. I was very fortunate this offseason to, to get some extra shares there. So I, I believe I still have an elite guy to fall on for now. You know, what I'm worried here is these leagues where it's Dak and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Dak and, you know, I just don't have that depth. I don't have Dalton. I don't have another guy. And that's where I got to be more aggressive this week and focus my time. Where I'd want to, like, caution the listeners is don't just give away Dak. The worst thing you want to do is trade him for, so like, I have one officer for Big Ben. One offer from Big Ben coming in. I like Big Ben. I think Big Ben could help me and a team this year. But I don't want to regret losing Dak in a year or two. Go ahead, Wait, JP. You got time so,
1: out. Somebody offered you Big Ben for Dak straight up, mm-hmm. and I, I I made a comment. The the uh, people are, are they're ready to pounce. The 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 hyenas are circling. They're, they're ready to jump on that carcass and take advantage. And some offers. And I, Dan, I don't mean to hijack it here, but there are some leagues where I put in the chat. I have three shares of DAC. And I said, in one of the leagues, I need to find a quarterback. I am a contender. And I said, hey guys, Dak's on the the block. I understand offers are going to be light coming in, but at least give me something to counter. And that's a situation. It's like we're going to be way, we're going to be so far apart, I can't counter.
0: Yeah, I'd like to go there. I've got three offers that stood out that I was disappointed in, and I know the three of us have been in a lot of group chats where we've seen people ask us, you know, hey, would you trade Dak for this or whatever the scenario may be. And I know, John, you joke with me on a couple of them. You know, I think they, you know, Mahomes or I forget who the lead, lead quarterback was there. And I said, I would do it. I think it might have been Russ Wilson. It was. And you're like, nah, Dan, Dan wouldn't do that for Russ. But I, I actually, I would. Now you're going to, you're going to get my attention. If you talk, I'm looking at about seven quarterbacks where I would be interested in Mahomes, Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russ, and then Josh Allen, despite his performance night. So six quarterbacks that I would listen because I think they're putting up great points. They're in great offenses and they're young. Um, but then the offers I received was like Drew Locke and Deontay Johnson for Dak and Gallup. I, I mean, Drew Locke, we talked about, we're, we're not even certain about him, and you wanted me to give away a franchise quarterback. Big Ben, I told you, and I was also offered Matt Stafford uh, for Dak. And again, and I, I like Matt Stafford, don't get me wrong. I'd love to have him on my team, but I'm not going to give you an elite quarterback where next year I'm like, all right, this is great. I'm rooting for Matt Stafford, and sorry, Mitch, those dysfunctional Lions that we don't know mm-hmm. if they could get it together. So. I'm telling our listeners, don't settle. Uh, Be very cautious before you give it away, and you don't win your league this year, and you're ticked off next year as well.
1: Now, I would be very upset, Mitch. I want to bounce this over to you before we go full on DAC. And I I call this episode quarterback question marks and the definitive DAC dynasty discussion. You all know I love alliteration. So looking at Andy Dalton, Mm -hmm. I, I think we have to talk about him for a moment. What are we looking at here? And again, you can take this any direction. If you're a contender, if you're rebuilding, one of the biggest questions I've seen across my timeline on Twitter recently, since the injury, what are we doing with Andy Dalton?
2: Yeah, this I think this actually boils down really easy for me. In super flex leagues, I look at him the exact same as I look at Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. They're both in really good offenses. They might have one to two years left, but we know Andy Dalton's the starter this year. Same for Brees and Ben. And so I treat it as I want a first round pick. I'd prefer it not to be a late pick. And more than likely, if you're trading Andy Dalton, it's going to be hard for that team to go out and win a championship. So how late is it really going to be?
0: Go ahead, Dad. I I see you upset. This is the one piece that gets me this week when I hear people talking about getting first round draft picks for Andy Dalton. So we don't even know where his future is going to be next year. You know, mm-hmm. the I I think he's a solid super flex option. I think he's somewhere in between your Bree, Breeze Big Ben comparison. You know, because Breeze, we all believe he's going to retire after this season potentially. So you know, what do you have next year? Nothing. An early who is going to give up an early first round pick? For Andy Dalton you could be trading Travis NTN for Andy Dalton
2: like no way. so to counter that no one's going to give up an early one because the early picks are going to non-contenders and non-contenders aren't going to go out and trade for Andy Dalton this is the teams who are going to be hopefully in the playoff race so you're getting 106 107 108 somewhere around there but the problem is you no one is going to trade you Andy Dalton for a second round pick I mean, what is their incentive to do that at all? They could just play Andy Dalton each week and be okay with it. And so it's going to take at least a first to get him to move, in
0: my opinion. But what what about a a second round and a player? Why is it always got to be a pick? It's the easiest way to
2: explain it because I could say like a second round pick and Damian Harris, right? But then you have to look at the leagues and be like, well, maybe the Damian Harris owner isn't willing to trade him. So then Damien Harris isn't really a player to bring out. But, you know, I completely agree. A second rounder and a player is a really good thing. But it's just hard, you know, just to be like, hey, get this. And then that much value added on to a second round pick. I have
1: seen people mention the fact they would move him for a second. But I I think it's one of those situations where the people saying that don't have Andy Dalton on the roster. And, of course, nobody knew this injury. It was a fluke injury. You know, when it first happened, I said, and I I said this out loud. Oh, it it looked like his foot came out of his shoe. Like initially it did. And then they showed the replay and I I said out loud that his foot didn't come out of his shoe, but he was so calm. He sat there and he was like raising his hand for them to come over. And I was like, oh, they're just putting his shoe back on. No big deal. And then Tony Romo
0: said, well, let's hope it's not a cramp. His foot's dangling. He says, let's hope it's not a cramp. I think everyone in Cowboys Nation were hoping he was it was a cramp and he was just holding on and you know you're just kind of hoping that it's not the worst. But I had that feeling and then I replayed it again and of course my ten year old son, everyone's talking about school, wanted to see Dak's injury and literally you know he doesn't know how much of a homer his dad is and didn't want to look at it again. I'm like and then my wife's like, no, you you should show it to him. It's okay. So I show it to him again and he like tries to like. His first reaction is to bang his foot off the ground, almost like he wanted to put it back in place. Dak, I was like, Whoa, I didn't notice that. And then he pointed it to the sidelines and he knew it was out. And there went the cowboy season if it wasn't gone already. As Dan
1: yeah, is right. showing his son Dak's injury on his phone, you see a few tears drop on the screen. <laughs> and Dan's a little upset. No, but uh, you know, not to make light of the situation because we're never hoping for an injury. You know, But talking about Andy Dalton, and I, I was thinking about it. At some point, we talked about Andy Dalton early in the offseason, and I went back. It was an episode in February when it was still super flexology, and conveniently, Mitch was not able to join. This is when you were house hunting and mm-hmm. trying to figure out everything, and Dan and I talked about some quarterbacks and contract situations, and Andy Dalton popped up for a good 10-minute segment. I thought he could have been this year's Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, it didn't play out the way I expected because he went and sat behind Dak, but now he's going to have that opportunity, whether it's he shows out and maybe Jerry Jones plays hardball and they kind of use that as leverage internally, or he could find an opportunity somewhere else. Because I don't think Andy Dalton's a terrible quarterback. I really don't. And I said it back in February, he had a terrible situation. I actually think he could be one of the top two backups that were in the league right now. So I think Dallas falls back, and for from a real football perspective, I think he can keep them afloat, especially in that NFC East.
0: Yeah, good good recollection going back to that past episode where we did look at, you know, the potential he could be. And again, we didn't see a plant panning out this way. Like, we, you think maybe Dak misses a game or two or some kind of injury or, you know, something not so severe. But Dallas scored on Dalton because of COVID. I mean, he, it was at the time he, his family was in Texas. They didn't want to move the kids. It was really a COVID scare that he says, you know what? We're going to stay home, take this opportunity in Dallas, stay here for a year and see where it takes us. And then all, all of a sudden, boy, did he step into an opportunity because he is a solid quarterback with elite talent around him. I think any quarterback in the NFL would love to have those wide receivers and Zeke in the backfield. That's a perfect situation. O-line's a little bit thin right now. You know, they can't afford any more injuries, But you got a guy playing for a 2021 contract, wherever that is, with a lot of talent around him. So he's definitely a good super flex option. I just slowing Mitch down a little bit there and, you know, holding hopes for a first round pick. Because if you could, Mitch, get some other, you know, a second round pick and a Damian Harris type that gives you upside next year, you can improve your team next year. Again, it's going to be situation based. And, And when we talk about that episode from February, this is before Dalton was even a cowboy.
1: So this is what the thought he could have landed in New England, Jacksonville, Chicago, the Chargers, uh, Carolina. There were a lot of situations that we thought were a possibility. And then he landed behind Dak. It's like, all right, pump the brakes, hold those shares that you have, stash them on your super flex benches, looking ahead here. So to to, to wrap up on Andy Dalton is that's what you're looking to acquire if you can get a possibly late first. I don't know many people that are going to do that, like Dan said, and they shouldn't. If I'm looking to acquire Andy Dalton, I'm not paying a first. I don't care what it is. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, so, well, really quick. Go ahead. Mitch. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think you can get at least somewhat similar production for a little bit less, and especially now that hype is around Andy Dalton, so everybody's really excited about the spike in value. I think you can go get somebody else for slightly less than Andy Dalton right now?
2: My question is who? You could say someone else. What quarterback are you going to get for less than a first right now? That's going to outproduce Andy Dalton with that offense.
0: So when we look at a first now too, so I, I have one team that has Dak and Jimmy Garoppolo. We have concerns about Garoppolo now. That's a, I have a, It's a 4 and one team that's got a lot of talent on it. So if I had a first to trade, all right, for Andy Dalton <laughs> – I would say, hey, this team's positioned to win a championship. So that first is probably going to be 10 to 12. Uh, you know, I'd at least have a, a negotiation, try to get something else, maybe get a second kicked back to me that I think could be an early second. So maybe that drop from a first to second isn't too big. But to John's point, if that first is anything less than that, I'm not interested.
1: All right. I'll throw a few names yeah. out that mm-hmm. I think you can get depending on who has them rostered. Let's hear. I do think you could get Tom Brady for a similar price, if not a little bit less. No, you can't. Not after the last few weeks. You don't think if no. if, if, if if an absolute non-contender who had unexpected injuries is one in four in your league, you don't think there's a chance at a, at a solid age
0: for discount?
2: For less than you could get Andy Dalton for,
0: no. I agree with I Mitch think- because Brady, you know, not only are you going to get him this year, but we do believe he's going to be back next year. Godwin comes back this week. That Tampa offense is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dalton, we don't know where he's going to be next year, JB. That's the issue there.
1: I, You could get now, uh, his production might not be to the level of Dawn, but we don't even know what that production is going to be. But my man,
2: Dan, cover your ears, Nick Foles. No. It, it's don't, not don't even what? close to the same. Like, it's... That's not even close. Wait. Dalton is going to beat Foles by three points per week, every week for the rest of the season. Like without mm-hmm. a shot now, if not more, I mean, and that's low balling it. All right. So you heard it there.
1: At least three points per game, Nick Foles over Andy Dalton in 2020. Yeah. Andy Dalton over Foles. Right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm still waking up here. Mitch. Yeah, you're, good. you're good. You're <laughs> good. I woke up in a cold sweat because I was like, Oh my God, I missed the episode. And I
0: still had a few minutes. Uh, yeah. I I agree too, JB. Because like Nick Foles, like if I'm in a desperate quarterback situation, I'll give something for Nick Foles. But I'm gonna rather suffer than give up a first for Nick Foles. Uh, you know, unlike Dalton, where you're gonna at least get me listening.
1: Uh, what about Gardner Minshew? That one's close. I think,
2: I think that was actually close. I
1: think that's an interesting one. I would uh, still
2: rather have Dalton to be honest. And I'm the biggest Minshew guy out there, but Dalton what just about, has the better offense.
1: And then last one I'm looking at
0: here. What about Derek Carr? Oh, dude. Love Carr. Yes, take my thank first. you. Thank you. <laughs> it's about time we start talking about Derek Carr again. He's a top 10 quarterback this year. He just is. We we talked about him a lot off season, and I think we got scared off it a little bit, and we kind of quieted down a little bit where he was falling. But, man, him and that Raiders offense is, is producing. So, Dak
1: Prescott, I promised that we were going to take a deep dive, not just a surface level, oh, look to acquire him, look to trade him. First scenario – you have Dak on your roster, and you are a contender, but you have one starting quarterback of value. So what I did, I sent a tweet out. Was that yesterday? It was yesterday, I think. And it got a ton of comments and a lot of really good information that's actually going on in real dynasty leagues. And this one is from at Barons Tim0914. He is 3-1, and one, and this is before the result of Week 5, obviously, and only Deshaun Watson left. Guys, overall, what are your thoughts there? This fits the category, contender, and most DAC teams are going to be maybe not necessarily real contenders, but they're in good shape in the standings.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have some scenarios similar. You know, maybe not – you know, he's lucky to have Deshaun Watson, so he has an elite quarterback – you know, I have leagues where I have Dak and Derek Carr, Dak and Jimmy Garoppolo. They're the ones I have to repair this week. So I'm going to be aggressive to try to get a number two quarterback option because not only do you need it for Superflex, but you need it for the bye week. Who who you in that bye week? So you have to be realistic about that. And um, I think it's just going to be a matter of, you know, who are your trade partners in that league? What could you do without just hemorrhaging your talent on your roster and, you know, taking yourself out of being a contender because you're over – traded because someone's trying to take advantage so I proceed with caution but be aggressive get yourself a quarterback you know try to get Andy Dalton try to get you know I'd be curious what his depth is what he has what his trade pieces are to obtain a quarterback but depending on what I have my roster if I have an extra I have some rosters with a lot of wide receiver depth so I know I'm probably going to lose a very talented wide receiver this week Um, if you have draft capital if you got to package something do what you have to get to get to two super flex two quarterbacks
1: Mitch, I'm going to bounce it over to you, but I, I kind of, I, I had pages and pages of notes. This was my, the the next great American novel of 2020 quarantine edition. But this next one was at underscore Taylor Cornell, five and O Russell Wilson and Tyrod Taylor are the two quarterbacks that he has remaining, you know? So again, fix that situation okay. and, and and the the notes that I had here thinking out loud here. Get a quarterback or a quarterback plus for Dak from a rebuild or a contender that maybe has interest in Dak, but they're solid at quarterback. Don't force a trade, including Dak, if you're able to keep Dak and acquire a bridge quarterback from somebody at a reasonable price for picks or position of strength. And that's kind of exactly what Dan just said. You have a lot of good wide receivers, look to move them because ultimately we're looking to win championships here. So I know, yeah, the value, the value, the value. If you have the strength, I think this is a situation where you might have to lose a trade to help you win in 2020.
0: Well, like, is in one of the VAR leagues, John, you made a strategic move and have an offer on the table for me going after a value piece of mine in exchange to help my quarterback situation, where most of these offers I'm getting in these leagues are going right after Dak. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that like, I'm not going to give you Dak for Big Ben, but you know what? I will give you another piece for Big Ben. You know what I mean? So I think the owners have got to look at it like that. And I think if I'm looking to replace Dak right now and I have Watson or I have Russ or whoever your quarterback is that you have left, you know, I'm going to try to go get the Derek Cars. It may be too late on Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not sure. You know, Carolina's offense is really spiking. Uh, you know, Drew Locke, maybe his value is low enough and we know he's about to come back. So, hey, you roll the dice there and you've got two quarterbacks and you see where it goes. I think they're the guys I'm eyeing up a little bit.
1: And one thing, uh, and Mitch, I'm sorry. Every time Dan says something, I have more
2: ideas that pop into my mind. All right, so here's something that I'll kick over to you when I'm done. So here's my issue with these two teams. You brought them up as their contenders. I don't see these teams as contenders. I think they were very good teams until bye weeks hit and COVID hits. And then they happen to have an injury at a quarterback. And now are these teams really contenders anymore? Because now all of a sudden you have to go out and trade your other pieces to get a quarterback just to be able to have one in your superflex spot. You don't even have a backup. So now you still have to worry about bye weeks and another injury happening. So to me, these are the teams that went studs for studs and the studs didn't work out this time for them. So now they're going to have to trade away their good talent in order just to have a quarterback in their super super superflex spot. So in my view, these teams really need to look at it and be like, is it best if I just tank this year? But I would almost bet you on most of these teams, they've already traded their 21 first. And that's something that if that happened and you're missing Dak and you only have one quarterback, you've put yourself in such a bad position that it's going to be really hard to crawl back from and be a contender and win that championship when you're trying to trade for someone like Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan or Cousins or... You know, just any quarterback like that that you could actually attain because I could tell you you're not trading for any of those top six quarterbacks that we've mentioned already. And Uh, you're you're paying the injury premium and
1: people know you're panicking because I know, Dan, if you lose Dak Prescott, I'm sorry, buddy, I like you and all but I'm not giving you a friends and family discount as I I refer to with a lot of the offers I get, people think they're going to get that. But one thing that popped in my mind whenever Dan was talking and saying how people have blown, uh, you know, sent him offers that really haven't blown him away. You got to be careful, especially when there's an injury because people, as much as we don't want to admit it, we do get emotional and we think about, okay, I just lost Dak. I'm pissed off. You know, it's not looking promising and now you're getting insulting offers There is the potential to burn some bridges very quickly there because now I'm not – Mitch, you send me Ben for Dak. I'm not really – I'm not interested in looking at other offers from you. (laughs)
0: which is a great point which has kind of happened with some of my offers that you know to to certain degrees and I think going back on Mitch's point too you know this may not be a one-week process so in some of these leagues I'm going to have that challenge that Mitch may be talking about and I've got some decisions to make whether all right is this roster really a contender you know how far in do I want to go on on the trades and the other piece is you know what if I don't get it this week I'm not going to panic all right so you know what I'm going to start someone else this week and something might break the, the following week where an owner's more willing to trade a quarterback, and, and we'll see what happens. So it's going to be one day, one week at a time here managing these rosters, but do not do anything hasty. I cannot say that enough. Like, everyone thought I was panicking because I lost Dak. Yes, my heart is broken, but I am not panicking. I will make a, an educated decision based on the information I have in each league.
1: And we have to look at and Mitch, you made a good point because a lot of these rosters – they may have been bolstered up by Dak and it's going to be like drinking from a fire hose Mm -hmm. or, you know, like uh the old school cartoons where a character was on a boat and there was a hole with water coming up here and they had to clog that. But then a hole with water came up there and they just had to keep doing it. That's kind of what we're going to see here. And not to say that Tim or Taylor's team, because we don't know the rest of their makeup. Mm -hmm. They very well could be a contender still, and they could have a legitimate roster with draft capital and depth at certain positions. So. We don't know that for sure, obviously, but you do have to be, be realistic and be a little critical of your team because everybody thinks, okay, I'm number one in points. I'm five and oh guys, I'm a contender, but then boom, five and one, five and two, five and three, and that 30 point per game production that we just took for granted, it's not there anymore. So, anything else there before we move on? Uh, that was one starting quarterback. W- what about if we have several starting quarterbacks? We have, you know, some some teams and uh, at NFL Robbie, four and one, he had Dak, Cam, Stafford, and now he has Dalton. I think that's a situation where you're still okay.
2: Yeah. So, I'll jump in here because the only, I actually only have him on one roster out of 41 leagues somehow. It's probably because Dan has him on every single league that we're in together. <laughs> but so, but I have Ben, Minshew, and Wentz. And then I also have Winston as my other quarterback. So I'm just not going to trade Dak. Like it sucks that I'm not going to have him and be able to play him each week. But there is zero incentive for me to trade him unless I'm getting the absolute elite talent back. And I'm talking like a first round startup pick type player back. Because other than that, there's no reason to move him because next year, that team's gonna be just as good with Dak on it.
0: Yeah, so similar, Mitch. I have like a couple rosters that Dalton Russ and Cam, Dalton Watson Cam. So you know what? Dak's gonna sit for a year. It is what it is. You're not he's not budging. You know, I'll be great for next year. And just to touch on the Cowboys, I know this was in our show notes, JB. You know, looking at that roster, when Dallas got back in that game this week versus the Giants for the first time in five weeks I was waiting for Dallas to say let's grind the ball out and keep our terrible defense off the field a little bit and all of a sudden it started looking like Dallas offense again so I think we will see a Zeke spike um you know which you know I mean Dalton's still in a plus pass game option but I do think you'll see a Zach spike and you know I mean hey even Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl when he had talent around him so he's got talent around him it'll still be good but you will see a Zeke spike and uh I'm not tra- trading Dak to to be just to tank uh 2021 And that's something to look at
1: too. So if And we'll get into it, but if you don't have Dak and you're sending offers out, and I know that Dan has three really solid quarterbacks, don't send that low ball offer for Dak because it's a waste of time for everybody. And yes, you're going to hear about that one situation where somebody took a tremendous hit in value, but that is the exception to the role. And I don't think that we need to really be uh, thinking that's the standard here. So in a nutshell, I think we can all agree in the first situation, there's the opportunity and it's more realistic for you as the DAC manager to move him other, you know, to, and take that hit in value if you only have one quarterback. Is that accurate to say as compared to a situation where you have DAC, Cam, and Russ?
0: Yeah, I man. I'm going to start that extra guy in the super flex. Unfortunately, it's not a safe quarterback, but – I'll buy time until I find that that quarterback. Yep.
1: Completely All right, so, right. Mitch, I'm waiting for you to disagree here because you were reading my notes and you're like, "Oh, we're gonna be yelling tonight." But let me. So, what I have here in this situation, and again, you're a contender with multiple high-end quarterbacks remaining even after the DAC injury. And I said, and I might be changing my mind here a little bit as I, I read this out loud for the first time, but I would look to move Dak in a one-for-one for a high-end skill position player that can help me today while having decent longer-term value. And I said mid-to-late second startup value, but maybe early second-round value, but I don't know if you would get that. Um, and for me, like I said, this is completely different than the Barkleys, the Chubb, the Eckler injury, and where we were much more willing to take a hit in value. Right? You know, you lost Barkley. All right, I'm going to trade him for Ceh. I'm going to trade him for Dalvin Cook. But it for quarterback, I'm much more reluctant and hesitant to take that drop in value. I'm not going to trade Dak for Wentz. I'm not going to do it. Right. You know. So I think that's going to be. I talk about interesting dynamics in your leagues. That's going to be one of the big situations where it's going to be very different when you look at the running back injuries versus Dak. So anything jumping off the page there, Mitch, that you want to yell at me for?
2: No, I'm going to yell at you when we get to the, is Dallas going to keep Dak in 2021? Cause I mean, that's let's,
1: let's do it right now because that okay. just popped up under siege 79 in the chat, jumping ahead here. Are we asking the question if Dak even gets his contract now,
2: Mitch, do you want me to start? I'll start cuz then we'll let Dan go and then you could somehow disagree with this cuz I don't understand. So, as far as so I'm taking this as the non-Cowboy fan, we'll throw it over to Dan after this, but so the Cowboys have three options pretty much. They could just let Dan walk, let Dak walk, and that's not going to happen. They could sign him to the franchise tag, which counts for about $38 million next year, or they could sign him to an extension. The smartest thing the Cowboys can do is just offer another franchise tag to him next year, make him prove it for another year, and then sign to a contract. But I don't see there's any possible way that Dak Prescott isn't the starting quarterback week one for the Cowboys next year. It just doesn't make any sense. With everything we know about COVID still going on, everything about what the salary cap ramifications are going to be next year, there is zero reason for them to let him go and to bring someone else in for cuz it's going to cost another 30 million to bring in a quarterback that's just as good as Dak. I mean not just as good but you know a step below him.
0: All right, Dan. Facts here. Just just like my boy LeBron said the other night, he wants respect. Dak wants respect and he deserves it. And anyone who thinks he's not their franchise quarterback and going to be there long term is not giving him the respect he deserves. Because the difference between him and Andy Dalton, as serviceable as Andy Dalton's going to be, and, and I think he could be competitive, he is no Dak Prescott by any means. It's not even close, ladies and gentlemen. Dak is elite, and he should be signed long term. The only reason he wasn't signed long term is because the dysfunctional Cowboys, you heard it here right now, I'm admitting Dallas has more dysfunction than I wanted to let on in the preseason. That whole NFC East is run by business owners instead of legendary head coaches like back in the day. And these business owners gambled on trying to get him at a bargain and they missed the window and then it got too expensive and then COVID hit and they just royally messed up this year. So next offseason, he's going to come back healthy in time for camp, barring some like infection or something bad, that like a setback that scares someone away. He's going to be ready to go in camp next year and they're going to get him signed for a long-term deal. All right. So
1: let, let me get through this before I get yelled at. Just let me get through it.
0: I got the challenge flag ready. It's in my hand.
1: That's fine. That's fine. Now, does he deserve a long-term contract? One million percent. And I'm not a Cowboys fan, despite the Michael Gallup jersey here. But this is my my wall of targets. It's my fantasy wide receivers. I I, I said it. During the offseason, I said they need to sign him long term. And we, we jokingly said it, but countless times, Mitch, you and I, we were jabbing at Dan. And we're like, how dysfunctional are the Cowboys? How many times is Jerry Jones going to screw this up? Because then we saw the Mahomes extension, which was for $58 billion per year. We saw the, the Deshaun Watson extension. We saw all these different things that, okay, maybe we should have taken care of Dak first. But here's my thought. You have a player coming off of a season ending injury and a lot of people smarter than I am and doctors, they're coming out and saying, this isn't like the Alex Smith injury. It, it isn't. And he should be good to go barring any setbacks. They took care of the surgery immediately to, to limit and reduce the risk of infection. But season ending injury, nonetheless, I I would be shocked if the Dallas Cowboys offered a long-term deal. Now, here is where Mitch and I disagree. I think they they try to franchise him. But as Dak Prescott, how can you sit there and say, Mitch, hold on. How can can you sit there and say, I'm going to play one more year on the tag? Yes, it's $38 million. But after taxes, that's pretty much chump change, right? But yeah, yeah, I I get it. It, it, It's $38 million. But if you don't get that long-term offer, I, I take that as a sign of disrespect, just like Dan talked about. I, I would be shocked if he was willing to play on that one-year deal. Now, we know that there were issues, and it was the, oh, is he going to sign for four years or five years? And that's where the di- discrepancy was between the Cowboys and Dak. Maybe now Dak says, okay, let's do the four-year. Give me that discount now, or I'll take that discount now. But I just can't see him in, playing on that franchise tag, and that's where Mitch and I disagree.
2: Okay, so Dak is a really smart dude. Yeah, absolutely. Who who is the smartest quarterback as far as what he did financially so far in his career? It's Kurt Cousins. Kurt Cousins has played everything perfectly when it comes to getting contract extensions, doing everything. So... After two years, I don't, I really wish I would have looked up the CBA, but something happens after two years when you have two franchise tags in a row to where it makes it pretty much impossible for the Cowboys to do it for a third time, which is exactly what happened with Kirk Cousins and Washington. And so at that point, he gets the $38 million, and then he is free to go and sign a contract just like Kirk Cousins did to where it's all guaranteed for multiple years, which is better than what even Mahomes got. After that point, Dak can go to any team and say, give me $120 million for the next three years and he will get it. And that's the smartest thing that Dak can do.
0: All right, Even Dallas isn't Washington, though. That's like a one-off situation with Cousins with all these franchise tags. I I agree with John there that there will not be a franchise tag. Dak will not be disrespected again, especially after this injury. He wants job security. Uh, I see nothing less than a five-year deal there for Dak Prescott or whatever, three, four, five, whatever they agree on. They're going to pay up.
1: All right, two things. And – I don't have my red challenge flag. So I, I waved the dirty, I I, I wave the
2: dirty white. Oh, I thought you were giving up. That was the white flag being like, Mitch, you're right.
1: No, no, no. I never surrender, never surrender. But I have two comments. One we talk about, and Dan, you're going to like this reference. And it hits home for me because he actually is involved with the company I I work for in my day job. But if you want to talk about a quarterback that has been financially smart you got to look at Roger Staubach and I'm going way back. But a lot of his money was after his NFL career, but he is the richest NFL player of all time because of what he did in real estate. A little shout out there to Mr. Staubach. And Dan, you're probably drooling over there for that. I'm still waiting uh, for that
0: Staubach autograph. I'm still waiting for that. By
1: the way. Uh, we'll get it for you. We'll get it. But one thing with Kirk Cousins, yes, it was, it worked out perfectly for him. But he didn't suffer an injury the first year of his franchise tag. He didn't. I, I just think that's the big difference here.
2: Okay. So are you saying if Dak is a free agent next year, he's not going to go and sign a $400 million contract somewhere else? I'm the not. season say- ending injury doesn't change anything for Dak. It changes the fact that he should not be willing to play on another franchise tag. What? That's- okay. So if he gets another franchise, say week eight next year something happens he misses the rest of the season are you telling me that there's not another team that's not going to go out there and sign him to the largest contract in history at that point it's going to happen Dak has proven now to where he could get injured again next year and he will still get paid but then Bridgewater had the same thing happen and he got paid this last year and he hasn't done anything
1: but we know how these owners are operating, and you have to figure, you have to think that they are going to take any opportunity they have to discount these players' salaries. You have to think
2: that. Not when it's a free agent coming in. Dallas, sure. But you telling me in two years the Saints don't have a quarterback, all of a sudden Dak Prescott's available, Sean Payton's not going to throw everything at him? We've seen what the Rams do all the time. The Rams will throw money at any free agent possible. Why would you downgrade a
1: quarterback when you have Taysom Hill? Very true. (laughs) And obviously, I I say that in jest. wait, Dan?
0: The market's been set now, too. Yeah, these owners try to save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once the market's set, it rolls. It happened with the running backs this year. We're waiting, waiting. They didn't want to pay running backs. And then it was a domino effect. Mahomes, Watson, it's begun. He will get paid. All
1: right. So, Dan, you think a long-term contract gets worked out here, correct?
0: 100%.
1: Mitch, if you had to lean one way or the other – uh, out of the three options, where do you put your franchise tag? Okay, I'm going to cheat here. Surprise, surprise! I, I have to. I have. To. I have to hedge my bet. Jo- Johnny hedge over here. I'm going to say he either holds out, he sits out because he, it, it's a franchise situation, or he gets the long-term contract extension. I I would be shocked if he plays in the franchise tag anyway. So th- that's where we are on Dak Prescott. Would you guys think it's crazy if I said Dak Prescott, if his dynasty uh, ranking in terms of quarterbacks was quarterback 10? Is that crazy? Extremely. Yeah. I've I've seen that on countless lists already.
2: Yeah. There's lots of lists. I mean, I'm not going to go into a Twitter thing right now, but there's lots of lists on Twitter that you should just not listen to. I mean, sorry. It's true. All right. So let's
1: keep it rolling here. We have a few more situations and now you're rebuilding team. And you have Dak on your roster, and I kind of have a, a little smart ass answer. What should you do? Nothing.
2: <laughs> that, that's what my notes say too. I'm like, if I had him, and I'm not like, how are you not contending with him right now? Would be the thing, right? Your team would have to be so bad that you didn't accidentally win games because of <laughs> Dak Prescott. All right, so, so we
1: have this is at FF Buddy Guy. He is now two and three. He lost Dak for the season. Here is quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, and Jameis Winston. But he does have CMC. So with that, and that's all we know. We don't know the the pick situation. We don't know the depth, if he has any uh, positions of strength. Is this a situation? Is there any reason to move CMC to try to compete? Or do you say just sit tight?
2: Sit tight and win all the money next year. I mean, you're going to get... ETN or Najee Harris or whoever next year. So yeah, I'd be all about that.
1: All right. So Dan, is this a quick one? Anything else there? If you are rebuilding or middle of the pack and you just lost Dak,
0: he has zero quarterback right now. So I don't know how you get enough uh, talent there to move forward. You don't want to give away CMC. I'm with Mitch win for next year. All right.
1: Next situation, I'm trying to keep all this straight because, you know, what are we doing if we do not have Dak? You don't have him and you're a contender, and we're splitting this up two ways. You have two or three starting quarterbacks. So here's my note, and then Mitch, I'll bounce it over to you. If I'm strapped at quarterback, I'm a middling team, potential rebuild has Dak, and I'm looking to acquire win now pieces, that is an opportunity. So the Dak team, Clearly, you are in a situation they're not going to compete. Maybe they have players that can help you that you don't have to move a, one of those two or three quarterbacks, but you can move, you know, uh, picks or or rebuild pieces for the Miles Gaskin type that maybe could help put you over the edge if you need a running back or something like that. But it, it's very difficult to move a core in a situation like this. And you're contending, so you're not looking to acquire Dak himself.
2: Okay, so you cut out a little bit, so I'll go over it real quick. So you are saying that the a contending team has Dak, we aren't trading for Dak, we're trading for the other skill position players.
1: Yeah, and I am, I gotta look at my internet, I am getting so frustrated. It's happened multiple times now, and whenever I go back and
2: edit, I, I see the gap, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> oh, that, great, great, thanks a lot, Verizon. Thanks a lot. Horizon,
2: But this time, like it cut out during when you're describing everything. I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. But so, yeah. So if another team has Dak and I don't think they're going to be contending anymore and I could go pick up some pieces off of it. That's going to be the first thing that I try to do. I mean, so if I'm contending and honestly, most teams, we're not looking for wide receivers at this point. There's enough wide receivers in the league. We're fine with what we have. Or you can just go and trade for one. It's not a big deal. But yeah, go and get the Miles Gaskins on that team. Go and try to pick up any running back to where they don't think they will be better in 2021. Because that's how you're going to gain value. Those people who have Dak, who aren't going to be contender anymore, are going to be like, look, I got to get rid of maybe even a Kareem Hunt. I can see Kareem Hunt being traded because they're like, you know, this is going to be my window to get rid of him. And I'd be more than happy to go and get Kareem Hunt on anyone in my teams, no matter who I have on my running back roster right now. And you summarized it perfectly. Again,
1: I think tomorrow morning, I'm going to be calling Verizon. I'm going to say, guys, listen, dynasty theory, first and foremost, that's your top priority. I know you have a lot of customers, but you got to fix this. You got to fix it now. Okay. Dan, next situation. You don't have Dak. You're a contender. You have four plus starting quarterbacks that, you know, you've accumulated through the startup. You've accumulated through trades. I said, if I'm solid at quarterback and a rebuild has Dak, it's just like we talked about, exact same situation. Now, if I'm solid at quarterback and a contender has Dak and they need a quarterback, I would look, that's a situation, maybe look to move a lesser quarterback plus for Dak, because you can let him sit now and you can get him at a tremendous value. Maybe somebody that sees him in that A quarterback 10 range, which I think is a little low, but you're able to get him at a value because that team needs a quarterback to contend, or you can move a quarterback for a skill position player and a a team that I think is a contender. I have Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and I think Gardner Minshew and I had Ryan Tannehill and wide receivers good for this year, but I moved Ryan Tannehill for Cortland Sutton straight up. And I felt okay with that, and maybe it was a little light, but I like that moving forward for me. But Dan, what what are you looking to do? Maybe here in this situation, you have plenty of quarterbacks. You're a contender, and the team that has Dak is also a contender.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I don't want to I don't want to gift them the the championship there, so I, I have to proceed with caution there. So that would be the the one deterrent where. You know I'm not going to help them out by any means, and that's one way where I don't want to improve my team. But you definitely have me thinking of other scenarios where those couple leagues where I was not able to obtain Dak where they might be in trouble right now. This might be my buy low, my one and only buy low window to obtain him. So I'm going to start working on that right now.
1: That is, I'm so happy you brought that up. So in that situation where I did the Sutton for Tannehill trade – I don't want to say the team getting Tannehill wasn't really a contender, but I, I, I'm not exactly worried about them here in 2020. And that, that, that's not a jab, it, it's just being real here. There is a league that I am four and one, and Nick, who's in a ton of leagues with us, he is also four and one. He just lost Dak. I might be hesitant to move one of my quarterbacks, mm-hmm. even though it could help me longer term. It's one of those champ series leagues where you, you acquire points for most points scored regular season. And then after three years, there's that big thousand dollar payout. So maybe I, yeah, we're friends, we're buddies,
2: but I might have to be a jerk in this situation and say, Sorry. So I will counter this a little bit to you too, because I think this is how you build a juggernaut. This is the one time you could take advantage of the other really good team. And this year it might hurt you. It really might. But next year and the years to come, you could be that much better than the team that you traded a lesser quarterback to. So if you could get away with trading a Jared Goff plus a little piece for Dak, and you have other quarterbacks on your bench to where it's not hurting your depth, I think that's something that you almost should do just play, basing off the odds in 2021, 22, 23, you're going to be that much better than every other team. And that's a really good point because I, Jared Goff, when I'm looking through the list in the
1: dynasty quarterbacks, he's right around that threshold. Jared Goff, even Aaron Rodgers. Ryan Tannehill right now with how well he played. Right. Justin Herbert. even Carson Wentz plus. I mean, this is all plus. We plus. are not saying, hey, you can get Dak for one of these quarterbacks straight up. It's doubtful. But if you can add a little bit, I don't think that's an insulting offer. And if I would have told you a week ago, Carson Wentz plus a late first for Dak, you would have taken Dak 1,000% of the time, right? I think that's mm-hmm. reasonable. Yep. So now is your opportunity. Maybe you could do Wentz in two seconds or Wentz a second. and it, uh, Damien Harris. Sorry, Damien, you're getting thrown into all these trades. <laughs> Pack your bags. Don't get comfortable. You're moving. Anything else there? I, I, I think we did a pretty good job covering those situations. And there's one more scenario. So Dan, do you have anything else before we jump to the last one? No, I'm good there, JB. Same. What are we doing if we don't have Dak and we're a rebuilding team? And keep in mind too, don't feel like you have to go out and make some move involving Dak or the team that has DAC. These are just possibilities, options, different scenarios. So if I'm rebuilding and I don't have DAC, here, here's a few things I thought. I can pick up that value by moving a lesser quarterback that can help. I have contender here. These notes don't even freaking make sense for this
2: one. <laughs> I, uh, editing, no, 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 no. I like that. <laughs> yeah. What, what
1: was I doing here? I think I copy and pasted something. Okay. Now this note is relevant. See the magic of editing. I can cut out that part. Maybe I leave it in. Cause I think people might get a chuckle, but if you're rebuilding and a rebuilding team has DAC, Okay. Don't be afraid to to make a move for Dak, even if it cripples you, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a rebuilding team. It could be a contender that has him. But I think we're going to see situations if you talk to somebody, they're one and four at this point, or they're last in points scored, and oh, I, I can't I can't make a move for Dak involving my Aaron Rodgers because. That leaves me no quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. You're not contending. And especially if potential points dictates the rookie draft order, go for that zero. You know, get that 101, get Dak. So if you're, this should be for every situation. If you are rebuilding and there's no way that you're going to compete for a championship or even the playoffs, finishing in ninth place, it's no better than finishing in dead last. So I, I don't worry about Oh, my quarterback depth is going to be lacking here because I've seen that for different people. Oh, I that that drops me down to one running back. Listen, I've seen your team. It doesn't matter if you have one running back. Anyway, do you guys have any thoughts here? Maybe thoughts that make sense for the situation and not my BS copy and paste that was from something else.
0: Just one thought on rebuilding. You know, we we talked about a little bit of our strategies in the past. We talked about how we like our roster constructions to be I love having an elite quarterback I love having a bell cow back if this is my chance to get an elite quarterback next year I'm going to find a way to do it you know especially if I don't have a draft pick lined up that's going to be uh, you know one of these elite quarterbacks coming out in the draft or now I have a chance to use my first round pick get an elite quarterback and get Dak so there is something there if you're rebuilding that way and it's your chance to get an elite quarterback that you wouldn't otherwise for next year you know use the chips you have to try to get that.
2: Yeah, I'll completely agree. Let's say I'm a rebuilding team and I have Cooper Cup and Baker Mayfield on my team. Like if I had to combine both of those to go and get Dak in a different piece, I would do that in a second because Baker Mayfield isn't going to be a quarterback that goes out there and wins you weeks just based off how that offense is and how we see it moving forward. And Cooper Cup is a guy to where we love him, but Wide receivers are just about replaceable at this point until you get up into the top five. You know what I mean. DK Metcalf isn't really replaceable, but other ones are down below him. So that's something that I would definitely look to do if I'm rebuilding right now. And I, I think that's all great feedback. Again, we covered the four different
1: situations. Obviously, it's not as black black and white as that. It's, it's there's going to be various gray areas. It's on a spectrum. But there is one last thing I want to talk about concerning Dak, and I want you guys to jump in. There's four difficult trade situations. Cause I went through, I went through a lot of leagues last night, trying to construct offers where it made sense, the four situations we talked about. And there's four scenarios that I found it really difficult. So Mitch, Dan, when I run through these, let me know if there's kind of a counterpoint to any of these, Oh, maybe you could try this or something like that. So first, if I'm rebuilding and have limited quarterback options that might interest a contending DAC manager that needs a quarterback. It's very difficult to make an offer there. Second, if I'm rebuilding and another rebuilding team has DAC, that's going to be difficult. Third, if a contender has DAC, but has several other viable quarterback options, the only counterpoint that I had myself here, there's potential to acquire DAC at a discount for skill position players that you can move to bolster that team that's contending. And then last, if I'm a contender and another contender has Dak and I have two or three quarterbacks, there's really nothing to do there. Anything you guys have seen so far, if you're looking to make offers, is that pretty accurate, you think?
0: Overall, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, one-off scenarios again. It just depends what tools you have in your tool belt, JB, to to help a team. You know, do you have draft capital? Do you have depth at receiver? Do you have depth at running back, which is a very uh, valued position this year where not a lot of, with all the injuries that are happening. So, it depends what you have, but overall, I think you covered it.
2: I completely agree with everything you said. I will list one scenario that you should look at in every league. If the DAC owner, as I mentioned earlier, has traded their 2021 first, that is the team to attack because you know they're going to want to compete because them doing worse this year doesn't do anything for them because they don't have their first. So them sucking to rebuild, you know, they have to do it based off players. They can't do it based off draft picks. So those are the teams I'm going to be looking to attack for the foreseeable weeks is the ones who maybe try to play it for one more week, then maybe next week we hit them up with not a low ball offer, but just not market value for Dak. And you might be able to get it because those guys can be like, look, I'm already in it to win it this year. I'm, you know, pot committed is a huge thing that people look at, even if they're not pot committed. And those are the teams that I'll be looking to take advantage of this week. I like that.
1: And we try to give something for everybody here, because obviously you're in a 12-team league. All 12 of you do not have Dak Prescott on your roster. And if you do, I want to know what kind of league that is, because that would be interesting. All right, guys. And Dan, we're going to start with you.
2: Final thoughts.
1: I know this was a tough week for you, but you got through the episode. You stayed strong. But what are your thoughts here for our listeners heading into week six?
0: Hey, Cowboy Nation! Don't give up there. All right, there's better times ahead, especially on our fantasy rosters. I think you got a lot of sound advice tonight in a lot of different scenarios. You know, a good overall quarterback landscape that Mitch kicked off in the beginning there. Be patient. Keep tripping. Keep tripping. Chipping away there. Don't trip. And uh, you know, one week at a time, guys. There's, lo- there's still a lot of football left here.
2: All right. So to kick off mine. This is just about the COVID canceling thing we see every time that one player gets COVID on Twitter and we have to hear about the leagues getting canceled. So the NFL and the NFLPA just released a statement today. There have been 400,000 total tests so far. They've had 39 positive for players and 60 positive for personnel. I mean, there have been a total of a hundred positives out of four hundred thousand tests. Like people can bash on the NFL all they want because it gets the easy likes on Twitter. But the fact is, the NFL is doing an amazing job for not being in a bubble, and the season is still going with just some schedule changes. Like honestly, what the NFL has done is really amazing. And, you know, I think the season might actually, Just go off and we might actually get a Super Bowl winner at the end of the season. To where if you would have asked me three weeks ago, I don't know if I would have thought the same thing. And Mitch, you're a commissioner of a few leagues. So you're praying. Two
1: weeks. All I need is two weeks. (laughs) Because a lot of a lot of commissioners, they set that threshold. Hey, if we get to week eight, I think it was, Mm -hmm. then we're going to treat it like a a full season. And then they had contingency plans in place, but you're like, please do not make me do any extra work. And I think a lot of commissioners are that way, but again, this is such an interesting dynamic and conversation. And Dan, did I surprise you? We kept it just over an hour tonight.
0: (laughs) It went exactly where I knew it
1: was going, JB. (laughs) There we go. All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at dynasty theory, FF stay safe, be kind to each other. And have a great night.